Hello and welcome to Internet Beer Users. I'm Nick Pro, joined today by Jay Torres. Jay, what's up, man? I'm good, man. Uh, how are you doing? Not so good. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? No, I, no, I'm o- I'm okay. I'm all right. I'm I'm uh, I've been better though. I've been better. I I've, I did a little bit of uh, internet beer using <laughs> last night, if you will. Nice. And uh, had a few. Actually, a couple of my buddies uh, were in town, and they're actually friends that I've known, believe it or not, since I was four years old. That's crazy. And it, it's yep. And it's um, so it's actually it's four of us that have kept in touch with my with my group of friends, my circle of friends, if you will. And the, it's very rare that the that the kind of the core four all get together very much or, or very often. Yeah, really, part of that is one of them lives out in the Boston area. Wow! And he kind of visits here and there. He just got married, uh, so that's re- that was really cool. He was here with his wife and whatnot, and I went out with my wife and a couple of my other buddies. My other buddy that is part of that kind of that group since we were four actually lives out in San Jose. So you know. To all meet up and, and be able to hang out. Let's just say that the that the beers were definitely flowing. Nice. I was sipping. I was sipping on some just for for information because I'm sure people are wondering some Pale Thirty One from Firestone Walker. Nice. If you've ever tried that, and and again going back to my preference, like we talked about the other show, they were uh, really good. Uh, you know, on tap at a local bar out in San Francisco. And uh, just a just a great example of a nice. It was a four point eight ABV, I believe, pale ale. Nice. And it was, yeah, they they were very very good, nice and light. I was driving, so I was kind of taking it easy. But what did me in is I actually got home and I've been uh, doing a bit of beer training, and I actually cracked a couple of cans. One from Trillium, which was the double dry hop Congress Congress Street. Uh, IPA, which was great, and then I topped it off, topped the night off with a nice Treehouse Curiosity Twenty Nine, which li- I blew my socks off. It was at, I was just like, oh, this is oh, it was it was really one of the best. It was one of the best beers I've, I've ever had, definitely in terms of a double IPA. But let's just say I was very much kind of, you know, into it and just you know enjoying myself with a couple of uh, nightcaps and I am definitely paying for it this morning so I'm I'm very much looking forward to cracking our our show beer and doing a little bit of hair of the dog <laughs> there you let go me tell you let, let me tell you Jay <laughs> I need it I need it man so what about you what what's what's been new with you how was your Friday night wild and crazy or what <laughs> absolutely not man um, <laughs> you know I I have two kids and. Um, it's funny. I, I, I went to sleep relatively early last night. I didn't get your messages on Slack, but, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Apparently, yeah, I warned you. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you like the, uh, the curiosity 29. Cause I think you drunkenly took a screenshot of your untapped. Yes. Uh, yes. Post. That's how, that's how excited <laughs> I was. I had to show you, man. It was just one of those where I, I took a, I took the first sip and it was one of those. Yeah. Oh moments so <laughs> yeah and then you you can, you can see I, I replied to you at like 2 a.m because the kid one of the kids woke me up <laughs> i had to put him back <laughs> to sleep i saw your message so i, I figured i'd reply to you you know yeah what time we're gonna record there today. it is but yeah well hey we made it and and let me tell you it's we definitely have a treat today yes and that is of course the monkish cellar maker collaboration juice lee yeah, um, when you gave this to me, I was like, so I, I think it's kind of apparent now that 
I think you know a little bit more about beer than I do in terms of um, these collabs and um, these kind of like boutique uh, breweries. Um, I'm in a group chat with some buddies and um, Mm -hmm. they've been posting beers back and forth. And, you know, I, I've heard of Monkish, I've heard of Cellar Maker. And um, Mm -hmm. recently, I think one of my buddies took a picture. They, they, um, they did another collab. Did they, uh, it was like a triple IPA. Um, Um, I don't know if Monkish and Cellar, that was Monkish, and I want to say the other brewery was other half. Okay, see, so, yeah, see, so I, I don't, I don't know any, I don't know that much. Yeah, but I no, do but remember. Th- that was a recent one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, so I was like, hey, this is this looks cool. So I took a picture and I sent it to the, to my buddies, and they're like, mm-hmm. whoa, where did you get that from? And like, did you did you wait in line for twelve hours? I was like, no, <laughs> my buddy <laughs> got quite, it for me. Not quite. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to this. Appreciate the can. Absolutely, it's a uh, it's a six percenter ABV wise. It's actually a pale ale, and it's kind of interesting that that and we talked about it. I think a couple of shows ago, uh, Cellar Maker, they're just their their propensity, if you will, to brew just outstanding stellar pale ales. And and again, you know, they always have two, three, maybe sometimes four on tap at, at a given moment. And it's kind of interesting that on Monkish's instagram they 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 referenced that and then and the wording that they used was um let's see it's right here so it's a six percent abv pale with good amounts of vienna malt and hopped in kung fu balance with danky nelson hops and fruity citra and motueka is that how it's pronounced motueka i have no idea a lovely balanced and crushable pale ale and i think i I think i cut it out when i copy and paste it but they actually said something along the lines of our our pale ale loving and pun name loving friends at seller maker because if you go to seller maker and you look at the names that's definitely a, a, a trademark of them is just funny yeah. kind of interesting um <laughs> kind of puns on word right. type of names like i and you know i think it's just because i'm a little hungover i'm not really <laughs> thinking of i can't think of the actual names right now let's see i mean no i can't even think of man i don't know it, it, it's they're very unique names i mean um, if you're familiar with them or you look them up online and, or, you know, you go to their beer advocate page and you scroll down the names you'll see yeah. that, um, you know, they're very interesting name wise, but yeah, this is a long time collabo, like you said, or, or a collaboration that everyone was looking forward to Jay. Uh, I'm super hyped to try it out. This is kind of like, I, I would consider this almost a dream beer oh for God. me in terms nice. of how much, how much I, I, I love both breweries. So without further ado, let's, let's grab that silver can and and uh, see what we got here, huh, Jay? All right. I like on the uh, bottom, um, it has the uh, the brew, the uh, the date that they brewed it, and it also mm-hmm. says, be like water. Something, yes. something that Bruce Lee um, yeah. said. Yeah. And, and why don't we just talk about the artwork very, very briefly on, on the can. I mean... Talk about just nailing yeah. it. I mean, I, I'm I'm definitely I grew up a, a a really big Bruce Lee fan and just kung fu movies in general. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, the, uh, loved. I, ugh, man, I can't think of the movie. I want to say it was Game of Death, the one where he had the uh, the yellow jumpsuit uh-huh. on the motorcycles. Uh-huh. I, was it Game of Death? Are I, you familiar? I, I don't know. I don't know what it's called, I, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it. Basically, the artwork, and obviously, we'll you know we'll have a link, and you can look it up online. Is just really cool you know it's it's got the black label and yep. at the bottom portion you see uh that bruce lee kind of silhouette if you will the face is is obviously uh blocked out for uh, you know for obvious reasons but you know you can see the yellow jumpsuit 
the color scheme matches that with the text. You got the Monkish Hop logo at the top, and then you have the Monkish and Cellar Maker um, kind of co logo at the bottom. Um, just super, super awesome artwork with the, with the obvious, you know, perfect name, Juice Lee. I mean, come on, that's you know, <laughs> yeah. In terms of the juiciness and 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 that kind of that style, and you can just see it right away when you when you pour it that uh, you know that nice uh, trademark monkish slash cellar maker look it's a nice gold um just very murky color it looks it looks just fantastic in terms of in terms of the pour looks exactly like orange juice to me yeah it's very very reminiscent yeah. of that uh deep concentration yep. look wise yeah. i'd say it's a i'd say it's a tad on i would i would call it a tad on the uh, lighter side i think this is definitely more of a gold uh light gold if you will as opposed to something like a like a like a more orangey or a darker gold mm -hmm. but it, it definitely it definitely looks absolutely fantastic and i'm actually trying to get a picture right here of of the beer for yeah beer yeah. journaling purposes Same and and definitely to throw on our instagram maybe huh <laughs> smells really good um reminds me of the Deep concentration also. Uh, it's very floral. Uh, it smells like it's very juicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's got that. It's got that. Mm, yeah. Very, very danky. You know, even just that Nelson, you can kind of really pick that up there. Mm -hmm. The fruitiness is there. You know, it's it's, it's definitely very appealing. It, 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 that fruit, you saw that floral quality is definitely coming through. My uh my my sense of smell is a little bit muted at this hour. I will admit that. <laughs> I will admit that. I'm a it's a little compromised. So I think that I think that for me, I think it's I think it's time to take a sip. All right, let's do and, this and and get and get this going. Cheers, Jay. Cheers. Mm -hmm. There it is. Wow. <laughs> I mean. Yes, I instantly feel better. So there you go. That's great. No, but um, <laughs> no, but I I just really right away I'm tasting elements of both breweries, and that is something I've noticed when trying a lot of the collaborations that I've tried. And what what tends to be the case is the brewery that is actually hosting the brewing. Okay. They their their flavor profile tends to dominate. Pretty much every time, and and if you've ever tried collaborations, you'll you'll notice this, and it and it and it makes sense, it that's that that would be the case considering it's in the brewery, and you know the other brewers come in and they collaborate, they add input, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, this one, Jay, I'm tasting both brewery profiles shine through, and and again, I don't know too too much about the brewing process and when is when this is introduced and what that is and what percentage of hop and this and that, but I I taste definitely both a strong present i mean it's definitely i would say let me let me take another sip mm. Mm -hmm. so i'd say definitely it's definitely a monkish beer but i would say that the that the cellar maker presence comes through a lot more and i think that that just that first taste it's that it's that nelson hop usage where you get a, a lot of that dankiness a lot of that kind of stone fruit I wouldn't say quite diesel-y. Diesel is a, a, a characteristic that you get a lot with certain um, Nelson Cellar Maker Pale Ales and IPAs. But in terms of this, I think it's very muted and it's definitely very much finessed, as Monkish tends to do. So 
to me, this is just this is just this is amazing in terms of what they were able to do with this. And you mentioned the Deche, you know, it is uh, the end of January. Us recording right now. Mm-hmm. What is today? The twenty eighth, and this was canned the twenty seventh of December. So we're looking at an over a month old can, which is pretty old if you're if you're looking at going to the brewery, tasting something fresh, et cetera, et cetera, even getting this right when it was canned. Yeah. And I would say that the, that I do not detect any, barely any kind of, I wouldn't say any, but I mean, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it is how old it is, but it doesn't, to me, it doesn't compromise the taste or, or anything really at all. I mean, obviously it would, in my opinion, it would be a lot, quote unquote, better, fresher. And I think that we would be able to see the difference, but at the end of the day, if somebody handed me this and said, "Oh, this was this came off the canning line yesterday," I wouldn't argue with them. It tastes it tastes absolutely great. It tastes fresh. It's got it there. It's a great collaboration. It's got that fruitiness coming in, the the monkish kind of uh, finesse, if you will, but also the dankness kind of qualities, the danky qualities of the cellar maker. It's absolutely great. And I am talking way too much about. It. I'm so excited about this, Jay. <laughs> Take All over, good. please, so I can drink. So I can yeah, drink more. Yeah, of go it. go for it. Um, just my impressions. I think Juice Lee is the, it's the friggin' most perfect name for this. Mm-hmm. To me, um, it tastes like, it tastes like juice, but it's got that mm-hmm. kick to it, that Bruce Lee kick yes. to it, man. Yes, this is, yes, freaking <laughs> amazing. Yeah, and 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 mouthfeel wise, I mean, again, I we, you know we described it a little bit on the appearance. It's just got that nice murky. Uh, very, um, you know, just, just cloudy, again, signature monkish, uh, pale ale IPA kind of profile. It feels great, um, you know, taking a sip and on the finish, there's, it's, you know, a 6% pale ale, zero alcohol presence wow. whatsoever. It's definitely lighter, I think, Jay, right, than something like the deep concentration. Obviously, and if you compare it to like a double IPA, it's a lot easier to drink. And I, definitely you know would be able to take down five six seven of these <laughs> in a, in, a, in a sitting no problem i mean they they use the term um i know cellar maker uses it i'm sure monkish does as well and, and many other breweries when they describe their beers but this is definitely super crushable uh, um i would i would have to disagree because <laughs> i'm already like how many sips in i can feel i'm definitely warm i don't think i can do more than one of these but yeah yeah I, it's all right it, i'll help you out Jay. Well, it'll be a group effort it'll be a, it'll be a team you know team up effort you know you be bruce lee i'll be chuck norris and uh we'll just kind of we'll switch off <laughs> no, that's good but yeah that's, no that's this good. is this is amazing uh they another another they knocked it out of the park with this one jay i i will give it i will say this I, i'm gonna give it a four seven five okay and I, I'm going to go on record to say that I'm, I'm very confident that if I were to have this fresh, it would be, a, it would be a five, and even, and I would say I'm definitely rating for style in terms of pale ales. This is, this is easily one of the best pale ales I've ever had in my life. Yeah. It, it, I would say it's, it's easily in the top five, possibly even top three. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I'm not usually. I don't tend towards pale ales, but yeah, this is definitely probably top three for me. I don't drink many, but, mm-hmm. but. I can't mm-hmm. think of anything that stands out as much as as much as this does. Um, I would give it a um, out of five. I, I'd, I'd give it four and a half. Yeah, Solid. it's it's just yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just a and you know the one thing I did want to say was I 
when they announced it, I was very excited that they decided to do a pale ale. And I think that, you know, and you'll see it, you know, when, when, when a lot of these breweries collaborate, a lot of times they go for the IPA. The IPA is just kind of the go-to collaboration beer right. or the double IPA. Right. And, and not to say that those aren't, not to say that I'm complaining because believe me, you know, that great example is one that you mentioned with Monkish and Other Half. And they did, I, be- I believe it was a double. I don't, I don't remember. Um, we'll have to look that one up, but I I didn't tr- I haven't tried that particular one the J- the um, LAX the JFK but uh, you know saw a lot of great stuff uh, written about that and a lot of great reactions to it but because of how much I know Cellar Maker and I'm familiar with them just to see them doing a, a pale ale with Monkish really excited me and and again like you said um, this one is very substantial it's in, it's in at six ABVs you know it's kind of uh, IPA ish, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, if you look at it, but um, I, I was very excited. That it was a pale ale. Very excited to to drink it now. And I'll tell you what. About a about a quarter into this can, I am back in action, Jay. <laughs> back in action. There you go. It's doing its job. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. So what what do we got on deck today, Jay? All right. So for for our tech topic, uh, I think I picked this one, and mm-hmm. um, it's. What web services do we use and pay for? Um, obviously, you know a lot of web services out there are free. You know, Gmail and all the Google suite of apps. Um, but there's some, you know, services out there that you can get. There's a free tier and so and, and a, a tier that you can pay for. And I was just mm-hmm. wondering um, which. Um, web services it could be productivity it could be entertainment um what what web services do you use and pay for awesome yeah no it's it's one of those things where as we've progressed in more modern times if you will in terms of these web services that you know subscription models have become a lot more prevalent in the streaming age in just the age that we're in and you know, subscriptions are, are, are great business model-wise for businesses like this that offer these things. They obviously are able to generate a steady stream of revenue yep. on a monthly basis as opposed to a one-time fee. And we just, we, we're, you, you see it, you know, popping up and, and being available, you know, just everywhere nowadays. Like you said, product productivity, entertainment. I mean, there's, you know, obviously... If you're listening to this, you listen to other podcasts and you, you know, even other things, right? Like, uh, what is it? Blue Apron. Yep. Shout out to Blue Apron. If you want to sponsor us, hit me up. We'll, we'll, we'll hook you up. It'll be great. You know, we can do some beer and food pairings. It'll go. be awesome, by the way. Anyway, quick, quick little uh, shout out to them. <laughs> but yeah, it's everything now, you know, subscriptions and, and it's one of those things where I know that the case with you, Jay, and with everyone, with me personally is... If I'm going to subscribe to something, it absolutely has to be something that is absolutely useful to me, even in, indispensable. Even would you say? Yep, absolutely. And it's got it's got to be what, what's what's the wording I'm looking for here? It's got to be worth the money that I'm spending for it sure. in my for life sure. for what I use. Yeah, my workflow. Yep. And we've mentioned it before. And let's just go ahead and start with Dropbox. Yeah. And I know that you're a big fan of Dropbox, Jay. What do you subscribe to with it? What do you use it for? How does that work into your uh, workflow? So I, I'm a subscriber. I pay 10 bucks a month for the one terabyte of space. And um mentioned last episode, I use it for, for everything, for work and for personal. Um, 
it's it's my I mean to be honest it's it's kind of my my backup I store my photo library whatever music I I do have um documents and for work I store everything on there um yeah. any document I I need for work is in Dropbox so I can access it from you know from my laptop from my Mac or from my phone um and I send Dropbox links to everybody so they don't have to so I don't clog up their their emails with with huge attachments so yeah, Dropbox yep. is is a no brainer for me. I, I'll I'll keep paying for that as long as they're around. Absolutely, and and you know the thing about Dropbox that I was immediately very impressed about was how seamlessly it integrates into the system. And and I, I guess what I'm referring to is my first interaction with it, which was on Mac OS X, and. I'm kind of stopping myself in mid-thought because it's funny that they had that controversy. Did you see that, Jay, with how they how they access the, um, yeah. the system permissions and yeah. they spoofed some things to get you to, yeah, to do I it? Yeah, I see that. And, you know, on a, on a quick just side note, in, in terms of a, a privacy level, I would say, yeah, that is super shady, like super suspect. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. But... At the same time, I didn't care when that got released because it's Dropbox, and you know I love Dropbox. And yeah, if you need to do whatever you need to do so that it runs better on my system, like do it. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, I definitely. And, and and you know, coming from a, you know, a, a, from your, you know, line of thinking where it's it's indispensable. It's it's you just use it just every day, and it's great. It's it's super convenient. You know, you can send those links. You, everything's securely backed up. And again, it's it's just. To me and to everyone that uses it, of course, it's just it's just another folder on your right. computer, but it happens to be connected to the internet yep. and is just so much more powerful, you know, in that regard. And it's just funny how, if you recall, with with them talking to to, to Steve Jobs and and Jobs kind of dismissing them as what, what was what do you say he was a uh, um, you're, what do you say again? It's uh you're a product you're you're a product yes. uh, you're a feature not a product. Yes featuring on a product and isn't that funny how you know in, in negotiating jobs i'm sure he was very much a master and and uh <laughs> super skilled at that yeah. but let me tell you it is absolutely a product and i will say jay that i am a cheapskate and <laughs> i do not <laughs> i do not i do not subscribe to the terabyte and what's interesting is is that i recall they used to they, they used to offer different tiers if you remember mm-hmm. uh, you know a few years back so i think that i would have been more you know, likely to do something in the middle range. And, um, but anyway, what's happening right now with me is, is that I actually work with for my Dropbox, uh, about six gigs that I got through various promotions and referring friends. And I don't remember exactly. I was trying to remember when I was getting my show notes together, but I believe there was something, and this is years ago, this is probably like three or four years ago. And I believe there was something where, they were trying to get their picture storage thing going, and if you uh, linked it to your pictures, it gave you like a gig, right? Yeah. And then if you did other weird things, they would give you more storage. And I and I do remember one just quickly off the top of my head because I did mention previously that I do have a work phone, an Android phone. And in 2000, whenever the year it came out, I want to say it was 2013, I got an HTC One M7. Great phone, by the way. Great phone. One of my favorite Android phones. And maybe we'll talk about Android in a, in a future show or something but what was really cool is they gave you so actually this is part of the reason I haven't I haven't upgraded because they actually gave you with the HTC one two years of 
I think it was 50 gigs, I want to say. What? No. Or maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was 50. It it was 50 (laughs) gigs. Yeah. So they gave you two years free 50 gigs. So from 2013 to 2015, I had had like 50 gigs. So you see what I mean? So it was kind of like, oh, you know, this is cool. And I just kind of learned to work with that amount there. And even when they took. When they took it away from me, I was just like, eh, eh, kind of being cheap. But let me segue into the main reason for this, is, and that's because I am actually a big user of iCloud storage. Yeah. And I actually subscribe to the 20-gig plan. I believe it's two ninety nine a month. 200 gig. And 200 gig, yes, yes. I apologize. Oh, yeah. <laughs> cheers cheers to the Juice Lee. Yeah, let's take another sip. It's okay. Yeah. Um, so... So I'm doing that, yeah, and, 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 and that's a big reason why I don't subscribe to the Terabyte because for now what's happening with my iCloud, and yes, you know, iCloud Drive, it's not as functional, it's not as well integrated or whatever you want to call it as Dropbox. It's not on the same level, I do admit that. But for my kind of simple usage of it, um, it works out well for me. And, and, you know, really quickly, the main reason I do use the iCloud storage is from my iCloud photo library. I do, I, I have, I think, I want to say about 40-something gigs of pictures. And this is kind of more or less going back to the original iPhone. And that, I, I'm a huge fan of that, just having all my pictures immediately available on all my devices. It's super, super useful for me. I really, really enjoy it. Um, so that's the main reason I use it. But what I do, and I think I mentioned this uh, really quickly, is I do have a work folder and it's just it's just all my important work documents that are in there. I believe it's a couple of gigs or so. It's nothing crazy. If you recall, we talked about it. I think it was last episode. I, you know, I do a lot of pages and numbers documents and and things of that sort and PDFs and nothing, you know, I don't do anything audiovisual or anything that would require uh, tons of megabytes or gigs of, of of files or anything like that. So for my simple work needs it it works out well and again just really quickly pages and numbers with that iCloud integration further kind of lends itself to that system because of course if you're using pages if you're right. using numbers you have that dedicated folder yeah. there where you have all your documents so for the way that I do work stuff and the way, the way that I personally use all that iCloud storage works really really well and and in the off cases where I do need that Dropbox and I do need to generate a link that way and it's just kind of better in that specific circumstance. I'll use Dropbox for those for those uh, individual cases. So for me personally, right now, uh, the cheapskate Dropbox method is working out well for me. But hey, um, the more we start exchanging files for this podcast, Jay, who knows? I might just uh, take the plunge and subscribe to the terabyte. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth it for me. Um, like you, uh, I I. I subscribe to iCloud storage as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the 200 mm-hmm. gig plan, just like you, three bucks a month. And it's nice. also for the um, for the iCloud photo library. Um, yeah. You mentioned, yeah, you have 60 gigs worth of photos, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I had a, you know, let me check that right now. I don't know if I, oh, you know what? I don't have it on this because um, I use it. I use it. And we talked a little bit about this. I think this is a future show topic, but I use, I have an iPad, I have an iPad Pro 12.9, and I recently got for work a an iPad Pro 9.7. So I'm kind of putting it through its paces right now. I'm using it as my, kind of my side uh, machine to access notes and uh, everything like that, which is, which is cool having it here. But what I didn't do is activate my iCloud photo library on that, so I actually can't oh, okay. look, or there might, I might be able to look on it, I haven't even tried 
but I don't have within arm's length reach my my usual iPad to check how I don't, I don't know if I have 60 but I I think I have I think it's in the 40s okay I'm pretty sure I was gonna say yeah, because so I have two kids and I'm already at 61.4 gigs and it just okay. keeps going up and up and up. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you know what and, and just thinking about the future it's funny you say it that way Jay I think that um I think the way it's going and this this iCloud storage is kind of slowly you know but surely steadily diminishing I have I think I'm more leaning towards and in 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 the event that I can use Dropbox the way that I use it right um I think I'm more likely to upgrade my iCloud first yeah, you know? yeah but 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 here's the thing and this is this is definitely another teaser for the future it sounds to me like you're using your Dropbox really as a as a form of of backup it is it is and and that's and that's very important and that's something that is is we absolutely have to be proactive about and you know in using uh, os 10 and and mac machines and and having really proper backups so maybe in a future episode jay you can kind of school me on that and we can take a look at our methods and and you know there's nothing like that online backup or something like uh backblaze or something or other as well so that's something to just kind of consider as well that you know i would say dropbox is a little bit better for yeah we'll put that in the parking lot for a future episode there there you go and maybe we'll do a show from in the parking lot (laughs) with a couple of 40s in paper bags actually i think that would be fun you know you just yeah old school old school yeah Yeah. there you go (laughs) there you go that's a good one um there it is let me just go through what else i i actively pay for um go for it so dropbox icloud storage um Squarespace, that's where I host my my personal website. Um, yes, I paid, shout out to Squarespace. I pay ten bucks a month for that. Um, let's see what else. I this podcast is hosted on Fireside FM, which is yes. uh, Dan Benjamin's um, podcast hosting platform. Um, yeah, and tell us about that. Tell us about your experience with with Fireside, Jay. I did see it released a few months back. I thought it was very interesting. Obviously, Dan is is a is a vet in the podcast game. Very, I, I respect that guy a lot in terms of, you know, what he's done and and his involvement in the talk show and, and five by five. So, what? How is how has Fireside been been working for you so far? And and I guess you could even say for us in these early stages of of getting this podcast off the ground. Um, it's actually pretty cool. Um, I first looked at uh, Libsyn, and um. They, uh, they're another podcast hosting uh, service, and I gave those guys a shot. And uh, the pricing is not too bad. I think it starts off at seven bucks a month, like the bare bare basics. But if you want to get uh, more detailed analytics, I think it jumps up to fifteen dollars a month. And mm-hmm. it works. It's pretty cool. You can integrate it with like Tumblr, um, different websites. So once you post to, uh, once you post a new episode of your podcast, it'll automatically generate a new post on Tumblr or Squarespace or wherever you ho- you host your your uh, website for your podcast and um it's mm-hmm. it's good um and then I started looking at Fireside and it's you know obviously Dan Benjamin started it he knows a little bit about podcasts and hosting podcasts just a, just just a bit just a little bit just a bit yeah. just a tad <laughs> so i i i gave, I, gave, I did i signed up for the free trial it was like 7 days and i think the the thing that made me uh switch over to it was the 
it's very user friendly. Um, if you look at if you look at Libsyn and you look at Fireside, Libsyn looks like it was designed by coders and and programmers, whereas mm-hmm. Fireside is very mm-hmm. it's very user friendly and um, it's still they're nice. they're still rolling out a lot of the, a lot of features and uh, one of the features that I'm looking forward to is um, having co-hosts log in so they can look at mm-hmm. uh, analytics, they can add show notes. And I can't wait for that. So, you know, we, we can both collaborate and add show. You can add show notes. I can add show notes. You can take a look at, at how much, how many downloads that we have. And, um, so you're, so you're basically, you're basically saying, Jay, you're looking forward to the point where you don't have to do all the work <laughs> and my lazy ass can actually do something. Do something That's not what I said. That's not what I said. Uh, sorry, man. Sorry. Nah. You know, let me know. Let me know. But, uh, Fireside, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit more expensive. Uh, it's it's more expensive than Libsyn, but you get a little bit more. Um, you get unlimited uploads. Um, uh, I forget what the differences are, but um, I was I was taking a look at both, and it's a little bit more between Libsyn and Fireside. But I decided just the experience of using Fireside is way better than than Libsyn. I decided to to move everything over to to Fireside. So um, that is, uh, I think it's. I'm gonna get this wrong. It's like fifteen bucks a month. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, it's 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 a set fee, and then each additional podcast that you you add is only eight bucks a month on top of that. So, it's it's mm-hmm. good if you have like a, a a number of different podcasts. I think Fireside is mm-hmm. the better option in terms of cost. So uh, so far, cool. uh, I'm pretty happy with Fireside. Cool. Nice. Yeah. No. I. I. You know. You showed me it when we started talking about getting this together. And again, I had heard about it and I, and I kind of saw a little bit of what you showed me in terms of our page that we're, we're getting going right now and, you know, some things about how it works and it, and it looked very, very impressive. So we're very glad to be, uh, to be doing this with, with Fireside. So yeah, there you go. Um, okay. Just to, what else do I use? I use a service called Tiller and it's super Mm -hmm. nerdy and I don't know (laughs) if anybody else has heard of it. It's five bucks a month and basically all it does is um you put all of your bank accounts, credit card accounts, savings okay. accounts, 401k's, uh Roth IRAs, anything, anything financial and all it does okay. it, it, is it scrapes those those websites for you and it puts it all into a Google Sheet. And wow. be, being the nerd that I am and being the kind of guy that likes to keep track of my finances it's seriously yes. it's the best thing ever i can't believe it's really? only it's i can't believe it's only five dollars a month but yeah it's wow all it does it scrapes all of your your financial institutions websites and it puts it all in a google spreadsheet and you can like filter it you can um you can track trends it um wow you can categorize you know I, one thing that i like to do is i want to see how much we spend on groceries and mm-hmm. going out and it's yeah. super easy i don't have to go to because you know we have uh, we have two credit cards, one for one for miles mm-hmm. and one for cashback, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, I can easily go through those two accounts and just filter by restaurants and by groceries. I can see how much we spend on groceries or eating out every month, and nice. it's kind of depressing because we eat out a ton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. It's like you can track you can track your finances, but at the same time, you're like, gosh, yeah. I can't believe I spend that much on on going out, but. Um, you need that, Jay. Jay, you need that blue apron. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's only five dollars a month, and for me, that's a no brainer. 
Yeah. Not, oh, no, you know what? It's funny that you say it in that way because at first glance, it does sound super simple. Like all it does is this. But let me tell you, Jay, what I do is it's funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into it because I do a very lazy way of doing my taxes and tracking expenses and things like that. And, and basically, I kind of access um, those records kind of at a later date, mm-hmm. basically. And I don't do it proactively. I don't keep records religiously, weekly or monthly or whatever have you. So being able to access something like that that does all the work for me is I'm, I'm, you know, as soon as we're done today, I'm going to go onto the website and I might just subscribe immediately because that's exactly what I do. It's so easy. And it's a, it's a pain. It is, it's like, oh, you got to just download the files and you got to do this, you got to do that, you know? So doing it or having it done automatically sounds very, very valuable to me. Yeah. It's, it's $5 a month is a steal. Um, Nice. Okay, as far as productivity, I think that's all that I pay for. Um, is there anything that you want to add to productivity services? That that's it. That's it. Okay. I'm pretty I'm pretty lean and mean, but um, again, I think that something is imminent. Either a, either that Dropbox upgrade or that iCloud, one of the two. So, or maybe even both. Who knows? I might just get crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> no, let's. Uh, I'm gonna go into uh, enter- entertainment and streaming services. Yes. Um, yes. So I subscribe to. Netflix, Hulu, Apple Music, DirecTV Now, and Plex. Okay. All right. Nice mix there. There you go. Yeah. So Netflix, I think that is, I mean, are we even going to talk about it right now? No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> but I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't have Netflix? Yeah. I mean, come on, um, come on. No, but I've been, I've been a long time Netflix subscriber back in the DVD yeah. days. And, um, yeah, now more than ever having kids and I'm sure one day you'll realize this, but having kids Mm -hmm. and having the ability to have um, instant access to all these shows um, it's $10 a month is a steal. I mean, I think back being a parent, thinking back to when I was a kid and my parents had to take care of me. It's like, I remember my brother and I would watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on VHS Mm -hmm. and we would watch it and then we'd have to rewind it. And then we'd watch it again. Yeah. And now all you have to do is just like, you know, point and click and you, you watch the same movie over again. It's yeah. Kid. And thinking about when we were kids, it's, it's incredible. It really is incredible. Right. I mean, it, it's just, and, and, you know, really on a quick side note on that, Jay, it, it, it blows my mind. I, I don't have kids. I do have a, a, a young niece and nephew and I'd say my nephew is a lot more attached to the phone or the tablet out and about i don't know if it's a boy versus girl thing or the, and he's he's four my my niece is seven so i don't know if it's it's that element but it's it's definitely or she eight. Oh my god i hope my I hope my <laughs> sister doesn't hear this cheese i'm 2008 what's 2008 uh, september 2008 she should be, she should be so seven or eight. eight 10 11 12 13 14 15 <laughs> 16 she just turned eight. Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, I had a count. I had a count with my fingers there. Jay saw that. He's currently he's currently laughing hysterically at me, trying to cover the mic. Anyway, um, <laughs> so what blows my mind is is, and every time I look at my niece or my nephew watching on my uh, my you know my sister and my, my my mom's iPhone, Netflix or YouTube or whatever it is, I just think back to me being that same age and thinking about the possibility of having something like that and it just seemed like the future it just seemed like something that 
we would never see in our lifetime, right? right. And, and it wasn't even fathomable to us at that age. And it just, you know, kids now have the ability with Netflix to watch essentially whatever they want, yeah. wherever they yeah. want, and and not have to rewind videotapes and whatnot. And I, 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 I just think it's incredible. But anyway, I'm with you on that, Jay. I'm a longtime Netflix subscriber. I don't go back to the to the actual physical. Actually, I take that back. I think I did that for a little bit. I think I did that for for just a bit. And for whatever reason, it didn't stick. But the minute that they did the online-only plan, yeah. I immediately signed yeah. up, and I've been subscribed ever since. I think that the original Netflix content is is amazing. I'm a big yeah. Marvel Comics fan, so I'm currently working my way through the Luke Cage series. I've watched both Daredevil seasons and uh, uh, what's her name, Jessica Jones. I'm do, I'm watching Luke Cage right now. There's a bunch of other shows that I haven't had a chance to watch it. I've heard a lot of great things, of course, about Stranger Things. Another one of the I forgot what it was called, like the Black Black Mirror thing. Black Black Mirror, yes, that's yes, amazing. I watch that amazing, nice, yeah. So there's it. just so much. Right on, right on. Yeah, there's just so much on there, and like you said, for the price, huge, huge value. So I, as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm I'll probably always be a Netflix subscriber, at least in for the foreseeable future. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Um, uh, along with that. Hulu. Yeah, Hulu. Um, so I hope no one from Netflix and or Hulu listens to this, but uh, my, bro- <laughs> my brother and I have an agreement. I pay for Netflix. He plays for Hulu. <laughs> and um, we... we I like Hulu. Oh, I like man. Hulu because it has um, <laughs> it has the current run shows. Um, we can watch SNL the next day. Um, my my wife and I were parents, so we're asleep by like ten ten thirty, and we can't stay up that late yeah. to watch SNL. Yeah, yeah. So we'll watch <laughs> SNL. We'll watch like Jimmy Fallon or the late night shows, and yeah. you know uh, current shows that are on network TV. We'll watch it the next day. So that's the main reason why I I subscri- my brother subscribes to Hulu. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, man. I do. I do the same thing with my brother. But hey, we all live in the same household, so we got a little bit of a loophole going. I'm just kidding. He lives in L.A. But no, no, no. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. So, um, so for Hulu, I, do, I I don't personally subscribe. I did do a trial, and the reason I did a trial was for one show and one show only, and that was. Eleven twenty two sixty three. So I don't know I if you checked watch, that out. I need to watch that. I've heard good things. Well. Let me tell you, the book, I read the book, it's a Stephen King book, incredible book. It's one of my favorite books in the last, I'd say, five, ten years easily, and easily one of my favorite Stephen King books. It's just, it's it, it's absolutely amazing. I can't recommend it uh, more. Please check it out if you're if you're into that, or Stephen King, or, or just good kind of historical-ish, alternate history type of stuff. Very good book. So I saw that that Hulu was running the series, so I subscribed to the trial. I checked out the first couple of episodes with uh, Franco, Mm -hmm. James Franco, Mm -hmm. and it was good. It was very good. I was very impressed, and then my trial ran out, and because I'm a cheapskate, I never actually (laughs) signed up for it, but it's on my list of things to watch, and I, again, quick plug for that. I I highly recommend uh, anyone that subscribes to Hulu checking it out. Nice. Um, Apple Music. Um, that one's kind of a no-brainer. Uh, actually, I subscribe to the Family Account, so it's fifteen bucks a month. Um, so do I. Nice, yep. nice. Yeah. So uh, back in the day, I subscribed to Audio, and uh, my brother got me into it. He's like, "Did you sign up for Audio?" I was like, oh, "I've been thinking about it." And once I signed up, it kind of blew my mind. It's like ten bucks a month, and you can stream anything. And I yeah. was fortunate enough 
to grow up. I went to college during the during Napster's glory days. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good times. Oh man. Oh, 2000, remember that? Two, yeah. <laughs> 2000, yes. 2001. I'll never, um, had, never forget the really quick. I'll, ne- I'll never forget the f- the first day. And this is what happened. I remember distinctly. It, remember, it was only out for PC, mm-hmm. and then they released it for Mac mm-hmm. after. And I'll never forget the first time. It was shortly after they released it for Mac that I downloaded it, and I just it was like, oh, it, it was just yeah everything, and I just went nuts. I downloaded like you know three gigs of music. It was remember oh man, it's yeah those are good times for, for people who are our age who went to college with you know mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, cable DS- DSL was not common at home. So when we went off, we, when we went off to college, we had access to these fast internet lines, internet connections, and. It was mind blowing, and then this this thing called Napster comes out, where you can type in any song, any artist, and a list of their music would pop up, and then you would double click, and it would download in five seconds. Whereas yes. the the old way was like you know, you would go in and and it was there even like I mean, what did you? I'm what would you? Yeah, what was the old way? That's funny. The old way for me, I don't know if you did this, but we would go into AOL chat rooms, and there'd be basically like servers set up. And you would type oh in, my God. you would type in like list. I forget the commands, but it was basically wow. type in a list of songs, and it would whatever this guy had. Um, you would have the list, and it said down, you know, wow. send blah blah blah, and it would download. And since I had dial up, it would take like <laughs> half an hour to download one song. <laughs> but you know, going to college, you double, you would just double click, and it would download in like five seconds. And I would spend like all night just okay. I'm building up my music collection, my music collection. <laughs> I was just yeah. racking my brain. Okay, I got to download this. I got to yeah. download that. I would easily yeah. spend like week weekend just like up all night downloading. And wow, now I didn't know. I didn't. You know what? I, the only <laughs> the only thing that's that's incredible. I've never even heard of that. But the only thing that I would do prior to Netflix was I just I did a lot of CD burning. Yeah. So I'd borrow stuff. Yeah. You know, I uh, what I used to do a lot, and this is going way back. This might even be another show topic. Um, but. You know, I, I would, um, it's just reminding me, you know, I did a lot of CD burning, uh, ripping and then burning CDs and, and I would even buy CDs, rip them and return them within the time frame. Oh God, I was horrible. Oh yeah. I did that all the time with tapes. Let me tell you, I used to do mixtapes oh, when I was a kid. Anyway, funny. so we didn't, we need to stop, <laughs> we need to stop, uh, reminiscing here and I will add to what you said, Jay, Apple music. We talked about it a couple of episodes ago. I'm a big fan of it. Um, I think they're doing great improvements. I think I'm a fan of the new interface and the new layout. I love their, their recommended playlists, their, their uh, curated playlists, whatever you call them. I'm a huge, huge fan of that. The one that I recently discovered that they introduced with the with the latest redesign that I had never noticed before was the, my favorites mix, Mm -hmm. which, which I got confused initially because I have a folder named favorites that I just, I, I put, you know, any good song that i hear i put in there and it's funny you mentioned audio i believe no i don't know if it was already no it wasn't audio but i remember early in, in the spotify earlier in spotify's uh history that you could remember when you could star songs mm-hmm. and then they would just pop up in that in your in your favorites playlist and they don't do that anymore it was so cool but anyway so of course there's a new folder you have to do a folder for that but uh what i recently discovered on apple music is they do a they do a, a, a specialized quote-unquote favorites mix that they yeah. update every Wednesday yep. 
and it's just like a lot of obviously it's songs that you play a lot that are your quote unquote favorites and it's couple the last couple of Wednesdays let me tell you that's some good mixes for songs that I like so I was really impressed with that and I think that they're doing great things over there they just had that uh, piece on their team down there um, that that you know is the the lady that was on stage for the yeah. keynote um, uh, Bo Bo something or other I forget her, Bozoma, her first name Bozoma St. John yeah. Yes, yes, yes. She's she's very entertaining. I mean, I think she's she's a great, obviously, you know, kind of uh, non-white guy presence that they need, <laughs> if you will. Seriously, so I think, it's not. I think it's refreshing. Gotta, yeah, they, yeah, it really is. It really is. So she's she's doing great things. They have a, obviously Jimmy Iveen. Shout out to Gruber, who always mispronounces his name. Gruber, <laughs> I love you, but it's pronounced jimmy iveen okay yeah, just 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 a little tip for group for the groups so um so yeah obviously him and then i i do have to shout out larry jackson who's doing big things down there with apple because um larry graduated from my high school which is uh, archbishop reardon high school in san francisco and he was either one or two years ahead of me um at reardon and just it's it's just great to see a fellow nice. uh graduate doing big things down there on the apple music team so anyhow um, Apple Music, huge fan of that. Direct TV now. Jay, you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Uh, so I've been a cable cutter since 2009. Um, I've been trying to find ways to to consume entertainment without having to subscribe to cable because I okay. hate I hate cable companies. Um, so yeah. recent <laughs> so recently, um, this there there's been a couple services that have uh, come to market. Um, the big ones right now are Sling, DirecTV Now, and PlayStation View, and I've tried all of them. Um, okay. So, and right now I'm subscribed to DirecTV Now, and the only reason why I'm okay. subscribed to them is uh, when they launched, they had a promotion where where, where you, if you prepaid for three months, um, mm-hmm. they would give you an Apple TV for free. <laughs> Oh, so I was doing the math. I think now, was this the was this the old one or the new? No, one? it's the brand new one. It's the current generation. Really? Yeah, thirty two oh, gig. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. so if you do the math, thirty five times three is what uh, one hundred five. I don't hundred five bucks. There you go. I don't don't ask me. I'm horrible with math. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> hundred five bucks. Go on, go on. And I think the cheapest Apple TV is like one hundred fifty bucks. So in my head, I was like, okay, if if I don't like Direct TV now, I'll I end up getting a a new apple tv for for pretty cheap um boom so i've tried all three and honestly none of them are my are my favorite they all have their their strengths and weaknesses um i think right now um i would say playstation view wins for now because they have all four of the big um networks so they have abc fox nbc and cbs um DirecTV Now does have them, but there's some loopholes that they can't get around. Um, so right now, I only have access to Fox and ABC, and I don't mm. have. There's no CBS on DirecTV Now, and I don't have NBC because I don't know what the 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 rule is. But I have NBC on my. I can watch it from my phone, but I, for whatever reason, I can't watch it on my app from my Apple TV, which is completely stupid. And I I the whole content companies i i i don't know i get frustrated over them um yeah sling sling is not bad um they're pretty cheap i think if you get the 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 top of the line service is 40 bucks a month and you can add on like Mm. these niche uh channels 
for five bucks mm-hmm. extra. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now I, I'm subscribed to DirecTV now until March. Um, okay. I think one of the big reasons why I subscribe to uh, either one of those services is just to, honestly just to watch football on Sundays on either Fox or, or CBS. So, um, yeah. you know, it's Pro Bowl week, Super Bowl's next weekend. I don't know if I'm going to necessarily renew my subscription to DirecTV now, but um, mm. ask me again in March. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely have, have tried them all out. It sounds like that's that's crazy. And yeah. I... I'm I'm very old school. I I just I subscribe to Comcast. I got a bundle. I got you know internet. It started out internet, phone and cable. Yeah. And I just I just as many people do nowadays. I don't I no longer use uh, a house line. You know landline. I just there's really no use for it. So I was able to kind of unbundle that, if you will, and still still get a decent price on my cable subscription and yeah. my internet. And I would say that I'm a huge fan of Comcast Internet. My speeds are always consistent, and I'm I'm just I'm a fan. It's it's it it serves my needs, if you will. And for the TV portion, it's funny. I don't watch. I would say that I definitely watch streaming content a lot more than just stuff that's on TV, if you will, uh, Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't. I guess yeah, you could say I don't use. Yeah, you're paying extra for something that you're not using. That was my motivation. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jay. So I'm with you. I I definitely my primary use of it is sports, and uh, especially especially the Warriors, which I you got something. I, for that? I do have something. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay. 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 All right. No, I'm I'm all ears. You know, but. I like I like having my uh, my my app, you know, for if you're in the Bay Area, you're a Warriors fan. Uh besides nowadays, now that we're good, um us being on ESPN <laughs> a lot more and and uh TNT and whatnot, I just I like having my my it used to be the CSN app, um Sports Bay Area streaming app, but now it's the NBC um something app. And I just I just like being able to watch Warriors games wherever I want and, and just have that access and have that subscription. Um, you might be referring to NBA League Pass. Nope. No, nope. no. Okay. So take it away, Jay. So DirecTV <laughs> now, when they first launched, they wanted to get as many subscribers as they wanted, right? So they offered the yeah. um their hundred channel uh offering. I think it's usually okay. like fifty or sixty bucks a month, but they offered it for thirty five bucks a month. Oh wow. and that includes, you know, CSN Bay Area. So oh, it does. Okay. So I can watch oh. I can watch Warrior Games off with with DirecTV oh. now, so that's that's probably oh. another plus for DirecTV now. I, nice. I don't I don't get it through the the, the lowest tier on PlayStation Views. I think it's like forty bucks a month, and you don't get that channel. So I low, mean that's yeah. that's another that's another positive for DirecTV now. I get I can watch Warrior cool. Games. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No. I um. Yeah. Maybe I'll look into it. But actually, no, the more I think about it, though, I will say my wife likes to just watch old fashioned TV. You know, put something on throw on uh, her favorite channels, whatever they are, and, and just, just kind of watch what's on. And I, I think it's more of a comfort thing. Yeah. And, and, and you know, but at the same time, it's funny that you kind of get used to it and you kind of get accustomed to it and it's just kind of the quote-unquote the norm. Yeah. But then when you kind of take a step back and realize it or you talk to people like yourself that is doing the cord cutting and, you know, taking advantage of something that is better – that that is a better value, 
it can definitely lead to reassessing things. So I may I may look into Directv now. I think I think you may have sold me with the uh, with the CSN channel presence. That's that's hey, that's all I need. This is this is com- this is a, this could be a, a whole new this could be a whole episode by itself because I I can rant on and on about cable TV and and um, traditional TV watching because if you take it away, honestly, you will you won't notice a difference. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are now having a little bit of a rift on our show, and <laughs> Jay is <laughs> pretty sure Jay's going to divorce me. <laughs> so, you might have a new co-host next week. This might be my last show. No. So, it's been fun. What are we four episodes deep? All right, it's been fun, folks. And uh, no, I'm just okay. I have anyway. I have um, I have very strong opinions <laughs> about cable companies. Let's just leave it at that. Nice, <laughs> nice. All right, hey, we will. Hey, great idea. We will hear more yeah. about it. And how about Plex? All right. Tell us about uh, Plex, Jay. Real quick, Plex. Um, if you're not familiar, Plex is a it's a service that lets you uh, set up a server on a computer or on a network mm-hmm. attached storage. And you can store media on there, um, whatever it is, uh, TV shows, movies. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't care how you obtain them or how you get them. But if you store media, music, pictures anything on the uh, plex server you can access it through their app on your phone on a tablet or through the web browser on a pc and um it's it's great i mean we you know i've collected dvds and blu-rays over the years and there are ways to get that content from a dvd or blu-ray onto a hard drive and if you put it in a plex server you can access it anywhere and it's awesome nice nice. and and do you subscribe, uh, Jay? I believe the last time I looked into it is if there's a subscription and it could it you can access you upload to their yeah. cloud or whatever and you can you can access from anywhere. Do you subscribe to that? Yeah, I do. I subscribe. Okay. Um, there's a forty dollar a year tier, and okay, I subscribe to that just to you know give it a try. There's a nice. there's a lifetime subscription. I think you pay like okay. one hundred twenty or one hundred forty, and you don't have to pay ever again. And mm-hmm. if it if it's worth it to me, I I, I might do it. Um, I okay. I'm kind of a fan of the lifetime subscription thing. If 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 I see enough value, I'll uh, you know cool. I'll throw a company a, th- a few bucks um, to support right. sport development. Yeah, right on. Yeah, no, I've definitely I've I've uh, kind of tinkered with Plex a little bit here and there. Definitely a great interface. Their their website is very well put together. I, I read a lot of great things about it. I've actually. I also have uh, one of the newer models of the Apple TV, and I actually tried it on that, and it worked. Pr- it worked pretty well. There was I had some um, some buffering troubles with it, unfortunately, when I when I gave it a shot. But um, overall, it worked. It worked. It worked very well. So definitely, I would say Plex uh, seems like a great service. I it didn't stick for me, uh, really, Jay, and that kind of is a, is a bit of a segue into. Not subscription stuff, but I just kind of wanted to throw in kind of just a random thought as long as we're on this topic because it is very much related because I guess you could you could access subscriptions on what I'm referring to, and that is the Fire TV and the Fire TV, or excuse me, the Fire Stick yeah. from Amazon, and I'm not, did you mention you have one or am I not, I, am I misremembering? I, I have a Fire Stick, but I don't use it. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I... I just got one as a gift, and what was interesting about it is I, I plug it and I set it up, and I noticed that there was this little program on there that I thought was very interesting, 
and that is a little program by the name of Cody. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, <laughs> it's a very it's very great program. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, if 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 you're familiar with it, folks, um, Cody's a great program, and you know you can access certain things on the internet, and even maybe certain content that may have may or may not have fallen off the back of a truck. So <laughs> it's uh it's <laughs> it's something I just discovered. And let me tell you, it's it's working out well and without getting too much into it, it f- just to be quite honest, it's making me question certain subscriptions to be quite honest huh. because of this uh access to this uh to certain content that I'm referring to. But the other <laughs> thought that I keep having about <laughs> <laughs> the other thought I keep having about this this certain program that I'm referring to and the content that you can access through it is that it's quite frankly too good to be true because of how you access this content. So let's just say that I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm skeptical, but I'm very I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic uh, about the future of you know the Fire TV and the Fire Stick and uh, accessing this great little program, Cody, on it. So, uh, you know, let's see what happens with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain a, a Net- Netflix subscriber. And actually, I do access my other subscriptions because I do have a couple of other uh, quick ones on it. The main one, actually, that I, that I want to mention is the WWE Network because <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a big wrestling fan. Okay. Yes, I grew, I grew up a huge wrestling fan as a kid. Love Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, et cetera. And I actually... I had the opportunity to attend WrestleMania at Levi Stadium in 2015. I, I think it was 2015. And that was just an awesome, awesome experience, and it kind of just reignited my love for wrestling. So since then, I've been just, uh, subscribing to the WWE Network, and actually the way it's set up in my house is I have, the fi- I have a Fire TV set up in my bedroom, and I have an Apple TV set up in my living room. So I kind of just interchange, if you will, with them. And I have, you know, Netflix set up on their WWE network and uh, and Cody, of course. <laughs> but anyway, so I kind of just, I kind of utilize the different services, if you will. And without kind of dragging this on too long, I, I think it is, we you know, it's an, it's an awesome time to be alive in that regard in terms of just having access to to everything yeah. really you know in terms of what's out there and you know with great competition and different options and as they say we as the consumers end up being the winners right. for that and um just i'm excited to see where things go and um you know it's just it's just it's just really cool to be able to watch whatever you want whenever you want yeah. right yeah all right, I think that covers it for everything that I pay for. Anything else you want to add? Yeah. Or should we move on? Yeah. Yeah, let's uh let's move on to our to our closeout and talk about some fun stuff. All right, so I think to close out the show, we're going to mention some of our favorite beers, our favorite styles of those beers. So, um we picked out four different styles um that we're going to pick our favorites for. And the styles are IPA, double IPA, pale ale and a wild card you can pick whatever you want it could be the same style as we previously mentioned or something that we we didn't mention already so uh nick why don't you go first cool so let's start with the ipa and you know i've talked about it before and ever since that fateful day of sampling that lagunitas ipa i just kind of just kind of went crazy and just wanted to try every ipa out there and find the best ones and you know, whichever ones were, you know, the uh, I could most enjoy. And 
in my journey, if you will, I discovered a little, uh, a certain little IPA from a nice brewery out in Massachusetts, and it is, it is in Massachusetts, right? Gosh, why am I second guessing myself? Anyhow, and, and I think it's because I try to remember the name of the city and I couldn't, and, and I should probably use my Google machine to pull this up. I'll do that as I'm talking about it. And what I'm referring to is a little brewery by the name of Treehouse. And it's funny, Jay mentioned it earlier, and I did I did have another one of their beers yesterday. It was a double IPA, so it's not going to dethrone the one I'm about to <laughs> refer to. But um, it is Monson. It is in Monson, Massachusetts. And Treehouse is absolutely incredible. They specialize in a lot of the beers that we enjoy, IPAs. Uh, double IPAs, etc. They do they do other types of beers as well, but those are kind of what they're what they're really known for. And what I'm going to talk about today, and that is my all time favorite at this point single IPA, and that is Julius. Julius is really what it sounds like. And 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 when I first heard of it, I thought Julius, orange Julius. And yes, it it does evoke those qualities. It, it's very just. It's it's you know it's got the orange qualities. It's got the peach. It's got the mango coming in. And just a really classic, hazy, New England-style IPA. And uh, since me taking the first time I took a sip of it, I just said, wow, this is, this is it. This is what I'm looking for in an IPA. And it's just super well-balanced. It's, it's super juicy. And it is currently my number one pick for a single IPA. Nice. Uh, moving on, yeah, moving on to um, you, Jay. What would what you say is your pick for an IPA? So... Uh, for for IPA, I decided to go with Sculpin and not just the standard Sculpin. Um, I'm going to go with the Grapefruit Sculpin. Um, yes. My, my favorite IPA at the moment. Uh, so yes. Grapefruit Sculpin from Ballast Point uh, out of San Diego, my hometown. Um, yeah. I remember when the, the different variants of, of Sculpin started to come out and um, it was hard to get at first. Um, and I think that kind of fueled my desire to, to, to get it. You know, the FOMO was real. And once, mm-hmm. once I, I, I was able to pick it up at Whole Foods, I, I bought a six pack and I loved it. It was, it's, it's really good. Yeah. I mean, for me, I like IPAs because they're strong and I like the bitterness, but, uh, the thing with, with grapefruit Sculpin, um, there's a hint of that sweet sweetness from the grapefruit that I, that mm-hmm. I like a lot. So for me right now, um, favorite IPA at the moment, grapefruit Sculpin from uh, Ballast Point. Quick. Quick little side note, I was actually, when we were out last night, kind of um, going back to the original kind of story that I was telling when we started out the show, my wife does also very much enjoy the Grapefruit Sculpin. She actually ordered one that they had on tap, and I took a, I took a couple of sips, and let me tell you, it, it just, it, it's one of those Sculpin, it, it's always going to be at the top yeah. of my list, and, and really, it's funny, before Julius, I would say regular Sculpin was my number one just single IPA for years, yeah. you know, and, and it just first tasting that, I mean, it's just, it's so unique and the quality as, as, as they have maintained the quality ballast point with the whole buyout and everything. And it's just, it, it's, it's absolutely world-class. And, and I agree that in terms of all the variants, I do like the pineapple one quite a bit, but the grapefruit, I will also, I will agree with that a hundred percent. It's the, it's the best one. Yeah. All right. Uh, double IPA. What's your pick for double IPA? Double IP, I'm going to go with the hometown favorite, the Cellar Maker Double Dobus. And we talked a little bit about it. I think I mentioned it 
in passing on a previous show. And, you know, let me tell you, they've had a few different variations, a few different batches that they've brewed. As of late, they've bottled their Double Dobus. They actually did a bottle release, I think it was two or three weeks ago now. And they did one prior to that. And the version that I'm referring to, just not to get too specific or geeky is and those of you who are familiar with it is the dole label double dobus batch and it came out last year i think in the middle of last year if i'm not mistaken and it absolutely blew my mind and for those of you that aren't too familiar double dobus 100 percent citra hops are used in it uh, it's got uh that fruitiness there that is just absolutely incredible they they, they do mention if you look at the tasting notes i believe uh, lychee, mm, nice. pineapple, yeah, pineapple flavors coming through. It clocks in at about 8.4 ABV. And in terms of cellar maker style, that kind of that double, that fruity double IP, I wouldn't, I hesitate to call it a, a New England style like we tried with Monkish. It's not quite as hazy in, in recent batches. It's funny though, that, that particular batch was pretty hazy. It wasn't quite New England style, but in terms of just what I'm looking for in a double IPA, that smoothness, that very minimal or non-existent alcohol kick, uh, a pleasant amount of bitterness, but really that fruitiness coming in, the double dobus absolutely does it for me, and that 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 would be my pick for top double IPA. Nice. What about you, Jay? Um, so I'm gonna go with a Orange County Brewery. I don't know if you've heard of. Have you heard of Bootleggers Brewery? No, no. So, about them. so Bootleggers Brewery. Um, actually, they're family friends. My wife went to school with um, the younger sister, um, but the older sister oh. and her husband they opened up a brewery in Fullerton, California, in Orange County, okay. called Bootleggers Brewery. Cool. And my first experience um, in a previous life, I used to work on a food truck, ah. and they um, they actually asked our food truck to serve food one night. Um, at their brewery. Okay. And, you know, yeah. they're super nice. And we were serving tacos and they're like, uh, do you guys want something to drink? I'm like, of course I want something to drink. And they're like, <laughs> like, what do you like? I was like, IPAs, double IPAs, whatever. Just give me anything. So they handed yeah. me a mason jar with beer in it. And it's, they're like, okay. this is knuckle sandwich or double IPA. And okay. it's, it's no joke. It's, it's probably my, one of my top double IPAs. Um, I looked it up nice. before we got online. It's, I think it's at 10% ABV. Oh, on, on, that's a good one. On Beer Advocate. And let me tell you, yes. if you're working on the line on a food truck, mm-hmm. there's nothing more. Yes. Nothing. I mean, it's a beer while you're working in a kitchen and it's super strong. I mean, there's nothing better than that. And you, you get in the zone and you're having fun. So that was my first experience of bootleggers. And then once I went my, met my wife, I found out that she knew, you know, the younger sister. I was like, oh, yeah, we used to yeah. we used to um, serve food at their brewery. Yeah. and. Yeah, now we try to go down to the brewery every time we visit family down in Orange County, and they're 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 growing fast. They outgrew their Fullerton brewery. They opened up a uh, uh, another brewery in Redlands, just outside of L.A. Oh, so they're they're expanding, awesome. and I hope to see more of their beers available outside of Southern California. Um, so my my pick for double IPA is Knuckle Sandwich from Bootleggers Brewery. Awesome, awesome, Jay. Cool. So let's move on to Pale Ale, and my pick is from our first show beer brewery, and that is Lagunitas Born Yesterday. And there are different variations of this particular Pale Ale, 
and one of them, I believe, I heard from a buddy of mine that it just got re-released. The it's it's called Citrus Citrus Citronisus. Oh man, that is. Oh, I think I think I, I think butchered that it. one. I think you got it. Maybe I don't. Who knows? You know, at this point, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I need one of them. I might go to the <laughs> I might go to the store and get a twelve pack myself. But anyway, they just released uh, twelve packs of this, the the variant, and it has um, things brewed with blood orange and some other citrus i forget what it is but uh the plain old born yesterday is my pick for pale ale and it i don't know juice lee is battling it though i just (laughs) i I might have to have it yeah i was gonna i was i might have to dethrone it but anyway let's just stick with it (laughs) so um the concept with born yesterday from lagunitas is they and this is how it works in the bay area i don't know if they i would assume that they do something similar in their Chicago brewery. But the concept is, is that they brew this particular pale ale and they brew it, you know, their brewery in, uh, area in uh, Petaluma and they distribute it to their accounts uh, later that week. And you could buy it almost immediately in, in terms of, I don't know if they do it on Sunday and it's first on sale on Monday. Does that make sense? Jay? Yeah, yeah. So it's very, it's, it's, it's literally you could literally buy it where it was brewed and or excuse me it was bottled the previous day yeah. right which is the concept so you get it hyper fresh and it's a very it's funny with with Lagunitas they're very much they don't like to adhere to styles and 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 what the style uh dictates or the 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 traditional qualities of it because i mean what's funny about this pale ale is that i don't i'd have to google it but i believe it's 7% alcohol for a pale ale right i mean not a, not an ipa not a you know or whatever but it's a pale ale you know so it's just kind of interesting how they kind of they, they buck that that kind of that norm if you will but anyhow um i've said it before and i'll say it again there's nothing i mean you could say this with any beer but especially lagunitas there's just something about there's nothing like fresh lagunitas and let me tell you with this particular beer you get it that same week that it's uh, that it's available and it is glorious it is essentially nice. Yeah, it's essentially a going to the brewery and having it on tap at the brewery in terms of freshness and, and the hop quality. And it just just really just, it's just super, super trademark Lagunitas hops. It's just got that kind of that danky kind of just, just hop-like presence. And uh, again, the Citronisesis, I believe, is available now from what I've seen and what I've heard. I haven't personally gotten my hands on a, on, on a six-pack or whatever of it, but highly highly recommend the born yesterday it was very widely available the last time they did it before this previous or before this current time because i actually had quite a few of them at trader at my local trader joe's you may have even seen it at yours if 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 you remember recently jay and i would i would strongly recommend checking it out uh the born yesterday for lagunitas nice all right, my pick for pale ale. Um, if I can't pick Juice Lee because we just tried it today. <laughs> um, so my original pick was uh, Saint Archer Pale Ale, uh, Saint Archer out okay. of San Diego. And nice. Um, you know, pale ale is not a style that I tend to gravitate towards, but if it's there, uh, Saint Archer is is pretty readily available up here. And um, you know, I'm a sucker for for hometown beers. I'm from San Diego, and it's relatively yeah. cheap. It's readily available. They come in cans. Um, I've tried their other styles, um, but mm. pale ale, um, that's something that my, my wife would, would drink. So sometimes I'll, nice. I'll pick up St. Archer pale ale from, from Whole Foods. So that's, that's my go-to pick for now, uh, for pale cool. ale. Cool. Cool. 
So that brings us to our wild card. Wild card. Drum roll, please. <laughs> that wasn't a drum roll. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was, you know what that was, Jay? That was the I need another beer sound. So, because this this can is is yeah, yeah I've, I've, I've finished it and I need another one. So anyway, uh, before I go and do that, let's talk about our wild card. My pick is a stout, and I'm not a huge huge. I want to say I'm. I, I do enjoy stouts. I do love certain stouts, and um. But I say it to say that I don't readily seek them out. I, I will reach for, you know, a pale ale, an IPA, a double IPA, you know, every time before I reach for a stout. But there are certain instances where they really, you know, do hit the spot. Uh, winter time and, and kind of cold weather is is just an immediate time that comes to mind. And uh, a stout that gets released for the holiday season by another one of your hometown breweries, Stone, that I super, super love is the Stone Chocovesa. Yeah, you mentioned that and, uh, on our last episode or a previous episode. Yeah, 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 and I hope I, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm not too buzzed at this point, so I think that that was okay. <laughs> if I would have had a couple more beers in me, it would have sounded completely horrible. So anyway, uh, and I won't say it again, so if you didn't catch it the first time, look at the show notes because I'm not going to even try. I'll butcher it the second time, let me tell you. So anyway... So the the stone, um, it's it's a winter time spiced stout, and it includes flavors of vanilla, nutmeg, cinnamon. Essentially, the concept with this is, it's a it's a Mexican hot chocolate, quote unquote, stout. It was initially brewed by uh, this gentleman, this home brewer. His first name is Chris. His his last name is not coming to mind. My bad. I'm not even going to try to guess because I will get it wrong. Um, but shout out to him. And he originally did it in a homebrewing competition that Stone had. Stone enjoyed it so much. Their fans enjoyed it so much that they actually collaborated. It was a special, uh, at the time, I think it was a one-time release. But again, it gets such a positive response and people like me that just really, really loved it, really enjoyed it, that it's now a reoccurring uh, permanent part of their seasonal release calendar. And it's pretty... I would, you know, it's pretty expensive for a six pack. Let me just say that, you know, you go to Bethmore or wherever you happen to find it, Whole Foods, and they'll they'll charge you about fifteen, six, sixteen bucks. I remember, I think last time I went to Bethmore and I got it in December, it was sixteen dollars. But let me tell you, folks, it is worth every penny. It's at it's at an it's at a low eight percent ABV, so it's not super super intense. But in terms of flavor. And just a a, a a flavor or spiced out or whatever you want to call it, and those those flavors that I mentioned, you know, the Mexican hot chocolate, the cinnamon, the nutmeg, it's just it's just incredible. And obviously, the coffee in there as well. It's just it's just absolutely mind blowing. It's the best stout that I've ever had, hands down, by a long shot. Nice. And it's just it's just really unique. There's to me, there's nothing. I mean, other other breweries do brew uh, different types of or similar types of styles or variations of that. Um, I've had a couple that come to mind. I think Fieldwork did a Mexican. I think they even called it Mexican hot chocolate. Was was the name for it? It was very good, but it wasn't as refined as the Choco Vesa. And it was there. You go. I said it again. <laughs> Hopefully that was right too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just it's just really just it, it, it's it's what I'm looking for. And you know, you have a couple, and it's got the good ABV. It, it, like you said, it warms you up. And it's great for cold weather, and it's very substantial. You, you just feel great drinking it, and that that is absolutely my pick. I highly recommend it. 
the stone chocovesa. All right, three times the tar- <laughs> charm, charm, charm. All right, here we go. Jay, take it away for your wild card. All right, my my wild card is truly a wild card. So, um, I like to drink beer, but I don't discriminate against other forms of alcohol. And my wild card oh. pick is Trader Joe's blended scotch. <laughs> oh, that is a wild card. Holy moly. And you know, when you said wild card, I thought it had to be beer, No, it didn't. Jay, it man, didn't. You are. It didn't. It didn't. I like that. I like that. I, no, no, no. I like that. I like that. Tell us about it. So, um Trader Joe's makes this blended scotch and um it's 10 bucks and it gets the job done and wow. and if you for just, for like a is this like a 750 like yeah. like a bottle bottle? Yeah, 750 really? ml, yeah, for for 10 bucks. And it's <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. I mean, everyone who's listened to past episodes, they they know that I'm I'm all for bang for the buck. This is definitely mm-hmm. bang for the buck. Um nice. It's it's 10 bucks. What can I say? And it gets the job done. You know, it's not it's not the best blended scotch. Come on. I mean, it's $10 from, <laughs> from Trader Joe's. I think it's on the on the on the bottle it says it's aged 3 years. So trying Oh, to yeah. give you an idea, it's not the best, but you know, I, hey, hey, L- Jay, at least it's aged, right? <laughs> <laughs> aged a, a long three years, but yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I tried it. I was like, it's ten bucks. I'll I'll give it a try, and it's it's not bad. I mean, I'll have it on the rocks, or I'll mix it with just a splash of coke or mm-hmm. some some fizzy water, and it's not bad. I mean, nice, I have. Nice. I have a family and if I'll be at Trader Joe's and you know, I see it there and it's like 10 bucks. You can't go wrong with, with a $10 bottle of alcohol. That's not no completely way. terrible. <laughs> yeah. And it comes, no, I, it, it, it comes in a glass bottle, not one of those plastic bottles that on the bottom hey, shelf. So it, you that's, know, Hey, for $10, yeah. that is definitely good. It's quality. $10, ten yeah. in a glass bottle. It's quality. So that's my, well, that's my pick for a wild card. I like it. I like it, Jay. And you know, obviously, we're we're both big fans of Trader Joe's. I live literally <laughs> yeah. right down the right down the street, walking distance from one. And if I'm feeling a little little frisky, I think I might just <laughs> check out the uh, the 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 Trader Van Winkles Scotch. So you I'll said, let you know. You said frisky. <laughs> I mean. I might I might be feeling a little frisky right now. I think I need another juice. All right. You go get another. You get another can. I think I think that wraps it up for this week. I think so, Jay. I think so. So, all right. Where can our where can our fellow internet beer users find you on the internet? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Jay Torres. Awesome. I'm at at I'm at 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 at. How many ads am I working with here? Okay, at Nick Pro on Twitter, and that's N I C K P R zero. And you can also find us at the show Twitter handle, which is at IBU Podcast. And where are we at on Instagram, Jay? We're also at IBU Podcast on Twitter. Or, uh, sorry, on Instagram. And Twitter. And Instagram. And Twitter. And the other deep corners of the interwebs. We are the Internet Beer Users. It has been fun, folks. We'll see you next week. All right. Cheers, man. Cheers. I was doing my show notes and I was drunk doing my show notes. (laughs) Literally, literally.